Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Good evening, folks. Glad you join us for the Big Red Bench. Roy here with you on till 7 p.m. tonight. And we have a packed hour coming your way where it has not been Cork's Day in Croke Park by any stretch of the imagination. The senior side narrowly beaten by Kilkenny in the senior decider just uh, finishing up a couple of moments ago. The intermediate side beaten by Galway at headquarters today in the second game being played at Croke Park. Reaction to come from both games and the hardest working person in the business, Mr. Ger McCarthy, will be there to uh, talk us through what has been a very busy day in Croke Park, but not a fruitful one for the Rebels. Also in the show tonight, we're going to look at the Cork City 10 mile. We're going to hear from our Cork's Eric O'Shea on Life Down Under. And wrapping up today's Premier League action, you're listening to The Big Red Bench on Cork's Red FM. And we will get all the best reaction from Crog Park. You're currently pitch side at the moment uh, to uh, get uh, some chats with uh, court players and management. And understandably, probably not going to want to talk after that heartbreaking stuff. Denise Gold's injury time free, winning the All Ireland uh, final for uh, Kilkenny. It was a thrilling, thrilling second half. I was on my feet watching it in here in studio. Uh, for most of the second half um, at the end of the game it was just you couldn't take your eyes away from it it was thrilling stuff Kilkenny's late goal uh, proving decisive there as well we'll get the reaction from Jur as soon as we get it we will give it to you first though uh, this uh, full time report from Jur Pitchlight How are you doing? It's Jur McCarthy for Cork Shed FM's Big Red Bench reporting to you live from Cork Park Pitch where unfortunately Cork have come up short for the second year in a row in the All-Ireland Senior Camogie final by a point on this occasion to Kilkenny a brilliant third quarter in which Cork actually pushed in, pushed in front. Looked like it was going their way when they led by two points after about 50 minutes. A long ball into the area which Cork failed to clear was seized on by Sophia Dwyer. She buried it in the back of the net and from there Kilkenny held out uh, in five minutes of injury time to win 113 to 112. Once again, Matthew Toomey and his players have suffered a one-point defeat for the second year in a row. It's heartbreaking for Cork, but they've had a fantastic year and that should not be forgotten. Hannah Toomey and Ashton Thompson were outstanding midfield. Fiona Keating was brilliant on the 40, as was Amy O'Connor. But it's Kilkenny who finished the year as All-Ireland champions. They certainly do. Um, heartbreaking stuff um, from a Rebels perspective. Anyway, congratulations to Kenny. It was a great game in Camogie, particularly in the second half. Took Cork a long time to score in the first half. But we'll uh, talk through the game. We'll break it all down uh, with Ger McCarthy in uh, just a little bit. And as I say, reaction to come um, from those uh, games as well. In the uh, opening game today, Antrim crowned the Premier Junior Champions set a 5-5 to 13-point win over Armagh. Locally, two games as well in the Co-op Superstores Premier Senior Hurling Championship Glen Rovers beating Bishopstown today 125 to 18 points and a big win for Aaron Zone over the Pierce 617 to 413 and that is a 10 point win for Aaron's own three games today in the Premier League as Colm was just mentioning just before uh, 6 o'clock Erling Haaland is on fire really delighted now I opted for Harry Kane instead of Erling Haaland in my fantasy Premier League team we'll say not much more about that but Haaland has scored twice on his Premier League debut for Manchester the city they lead West Ham by two goals to nil at the London Stadium elsewhere defeat for Manchester United in uh, their opening game of the season and the opening Premier League game for Eric Ten Hags they lost to Brighton at Old Trafford Peter Smith United won Brighton two Brighton boss the first half their goals each expertly crafted both finished by Pascal Gross his first connecting with Casado's low centre his second again from short range after, he- after De Gea could only parry March 
Chelsea's angled shot. Ronaldo was seven from the bench after only seven second half minutes. McAllister scored an own goal to give United hope. But Brighton held on for their first ever win against United. United won Brighton two. So that's defeat for uh, manager Eric Ten Hag in his opening uh, Premier League game. Let's hear what he had to say, uh, speaking briefly to Sky Sports. Eric, your first taste of managing Manchester United in the Premier League. How do you sum that up? Yeah, of course, and definitely a setback. Uh, a real disappointment is, and we have to deal with it. That's also ready, and uh, I knew from the start it will not be easy, and it's a process. Uh, it takes time, but you don't have time. Hey, we have to win games, and yeah, we should have done it better. Harry Maguire used the word nightmare. What was going through your head at 2-0? You were stood there showing not much emotion in the dugout. Yeah, but I, uh, I analysed it and was unnecessary. Uh, we give too easy balls away and I think in the organisation was a big mistake. Uh, it was not the way we make it fall out. We make it clear how to deal with such situations when, we, when we're dropping. But OK, um, uh, that happens. Uh, we have to analyse and we have to take the lessons from that is Eric Ten Hag there. Uh, Leicester City uh, drawing to all with Brentford today. Frank Watson. Leicester City 2, Brentford 2. A comeback from the visitors that nobody imagined was coming when Leicester went 2-0 up in the 46th minute with a Kieran Dewsbury Hall thunder blast. But uh, Brentford battled away, came back into it, made three substitutions. Ivan Tony got an equaliser on 61 minutes. And in the 85th minute, a great curling left foot strike from Josh De Silva, the substitute, into the top corner means that Brentford go away with a point. It's finished Leicester City 2, Brentford 2. Elsewhere, one game in the SSC or Tristan League Premier Division. Bohemians away to Sligo Rovers, and it's supposedly there by a goal to nil. Uh, 61 minutes on the clock there. Um, elsewhere today uh, Hibs scoring a last minute equaliser draw one all with Edinburgh rivals Hearts in the Scottish Premiership uh, Livingston had a 1-0 win at Dundee United Leona Maguire has shot a fine run of 66 to finish the Women's Open with a flourish the Cavan moment ending the week on 7 under par currently in a tie for 4th place South African Ashley Buhai is now just uh, a one shot lead 13 under par in Muirfield on the PGA Tour Shane Lowry getting his final round at the Wyndham Championship underway this evening the awfully man uh, tied for last place he's just teed off Sung Jai Im of Japan has a one shot lead over the chasing pack he is on 14 under par Paul Dunn finishing best of the Irish after the final round the Kazoo Open in Wales the Greystones golfer shot a 2 over par on the 73 today 1 over all round in a tie for 20th Niall Kearney was at 10 over par England's Callum Shinkwin taking the win on 12 under par Northern Ireland having a great day at the boxing at the uh, Commonwealth Games in Birmingham they've picked up their third gold medal in the sport thanks to Aidan Watch's success in the men's light middleweight final Scotland's Reese Lynch taking the light welterweight title following early triumphs for teammates uh, Samuel Hickey and Sean Lazzarini and Rosie Eccles claiming gold for Wales in the light middleweight category uh, we are going to start out with uh, Camogie and uh, reaction to come from the senior game in a bit. Before that, in the intermediate final, Cork beaten by Galway in uh, the second of three games today. Ashton O'Reilly was watching this one. It's full time here.
here at Crow Park at Galway are the 2022 All-Ireland Intermediate Camogie Champions. It finished Cork 11 points, Galway 13 points. Galway led by three at the break. Katie Gilchrist very impressive hitting four points with Joanne Casey's free taking on point for the Rebels. Lauren Holman got the first score of the second half to leave Cork trailing by two points and there was over 10 minutes gone before Galway registered a score in the second half. That came through Neve McPeak with their second quickly followed up by another from Gilchrist to give the women from the West a three-point lead. With 50 minutes gone in the clock halfback, Katie Manning picked up her second yellow of the day for a high challenge which meant Galway were down to 14 for the remainder of the game. It was 57 minutes gone when Joanne Casey had a free on the 21 metre line. She decided to go for goal and was well saved to Galway's delight. Casey then made it a two point game with two minutes left in injury time. But Galway held on and are crowned this year's All Ireland Intermediate Camogie winners. The full time score Cork 11 points, Galway 13 points. Yeah, Ashley O'Reilly reporting there uh, from Croke Park on uh, the intermediate game today. Going to get you on the line uh, very, very shortly indeed. Um, but first, we're going to hear from uh, Trevor Coleman, the Cork intermediate manager, who's speaking to Ger. Uh, Trevor Coleman, obviously commiserations, big disappointment losing an All-Ireland final. Did it get away from you there just at the start of the second half? Yeah, look, to be fair, we were probably chasing the game for the first 30 minutes. Second half we came out, we had a good shot at halftime. We had about four wides in the row at the start of the second half, which probably killed us again. We could have brought it back level and we just didn't. But look, again, there's great credit due to this bunch. They, they showed unbelievable fight and unbelievable attitude. When we asked them to stand up there in the second half, they stood up, you know. Is it frustration, Trevor, more than anything else? Obviously, you're bitterly disappointed for yourselves and the players. Like, it's been a fantastic year. It feels very different right now. But is it frustration that just it was such a tight game that you couldn't get over the line? Yeah, usually frustration. Although we just couldn't. I, th- I think if we brought it back to level, it'd be nice to see what we had got we reacted. But again, we just didn't. Like, Joanna, the 21-yard free there. We were two points down. She went for goal. But look, again, Joanna's well experienced enough to, to know what to do in those situations. So we left it up to ourselves. If that went in, I think it'd have been a completely different game. But look, unfortunately, it didn't win. But look, that's Life, Joe. We just need to move on, look, and get over it. Look, they were happened in Tipperary there, as I said the other night. They didn't work. Just puts life in perspective. Look, this is only a game we lost. You know, so condolences to all in Tipperary and to all the GA family from Alcock Camogie. Talk to me about this panel and your selectors and everybody that's put in such a fantastic effort this year to get you to an all earn final. Yeah, look, George, I just spoke inside the dressing room there to the management and to the players. So huge credit goes into all these people. Look, unfortunately, we don't get expenses as a, an intermediate team. Them players inside there, the management inside there, don't get mileage. So they're travelling the length of bread of the country out of their own pocket. Look, we have stats people, we have strength and conditioning, we have physios, we have first aid. Look, and we have a logistics girl there, Sarah Cal, who, who look, makes my job a hundred times easier and does great credit through to her all year. I think, look, we galvanised each other, we made each other happy uh, in training. So, uh, look, that's great credit to everyone I'm money the man in the front giving the interviews but the rest of them there gets all the credit to be fair you know there's a huge amount of talent in this pool of players there really is there's a lot of minor talent coming through under 16 and minor All-Ireland winners Cork Mogi's in a good place I know it doesn't feel like it for you right now but the future for this particular group and for you still is very bright yeah look the future is, is very bright look there's probably three or four minors the last couple of years three or four under 16s the last couple of years look we've goals in that dressing room too as well that have all Orleans and, and, and still want to play the game at this level so like it does, there's great credit due to Cork Mogi look we're in the senior final we're in the debut final we won the minor we won the under 16 so like there's, there's there's loads of work being done in the background and look for us when we get the 16 and minor players up it's very easy for us to, to bring them into the team because they're coached well down under 16 with Donny and, and minor with Cherry so it makes our life a small bit easier you know 
Well, look, on behalf of everybody in the big red bench, thanks for making our life so much easier this year with your access to players and to yourself. I know it's gutting now, but we'll talk again soon. Yeah, thanks a million, John. Thanks to Red FM for everything. The big red bench on Cork's Red FM, and uh, that is Trevor Coleman there uh, speaking to Jer McCarthy in the uh, immediate aftermath of that defeat to Galway. As uh, Trevor was mentioning there, um, look, it's it's a good time. It's it's good for for Cork He's a lot of positives for Cork Moy at the moment. Might not feel like it today, but certainly lots of uh, green shoots for Cork Morgan. As he mentioned, the intermediates and seniors in the finals in Crow Park today is a massive, massive positive for the county. But Jer McCarthy is standing by a pitch out there in uh, Croke Park um, Jer, look we'll talk about the senior game first that was there's only one word for it Jer that's absolutely heartbreaking for Cork yes Rory for the, for the second year in a row um, I'm just watching Saoirse McCarthy walk past me with tears in her eyes and most of the Cork players are sat out in the middle of the pitch and just not able to process it all because last year was Galway by a point this year was Kilkenny by a point and despite a really really valiant and gallant effort and despite a really slow start from Cork, they mm. really came back into this. It looked like they'd won it. But the concession of a second-half goal and then just a late point, they couldn't get it back. And unfortunately, they've ended up on the losing side two years in a row. You couldn't ask for anything more from that Cork side, particularly in the second half, Ger. They gave it absolutely everything. Yeah, and like the contrast, Rory, like they got off to such a bad start. I mean, they didn't score for the first 14 minutes, which is unheard of for this team, especially in an All-Ireland final. Um, but the fact that Kilkenny couldn't pull away from them and that they kept coming back. And then Fiona Keating got that goal and that really got them going. And for the third quarter, I mean, Hannah Looney and Ashley Thompson were playing lights out in the middle of the pitch. They were dominating that sector. And Cork looked like once they went two points ahead with about less than 10 minutes to go, it was looked like it was going their way. Everybody in the press box felt that that was what was going to happen. And then a long ball that the Cork defence failed to deal with. It failed to substitute Sophie O'Dwyer from a rebounded, from a long, uh, long-range attempt. She struck it into the back of it, and the pendulum swung in Kilkenny's favour. There was still time for Cork to get it back, but uh, Denise Gawler, with a brilliant game for them as well, landed a free, and try as they might in five minutes of injury time, and they did try. They tried everything they possibly could. Cork just couldn't get that equalising score. And look, it's it's very difficult, even as I'm speaking to you here, because we've been with them all year at the big red bench mm. of Cork's Red FM, and we've seen from the very, very start of the year in the National League, this team drew with Kilkenny in an absolute humdinger in Parky Cueve. They beat them by a point in last year's All-Ireland semi-final, and there was only a point. There's nothing between these two teams, nothing. And Kilkenny, the players were very magnanimous in some of the reports I got there from them, saying that this is a brilliant Cork team, because it is. But Rory, I suppose it's very, very hard to try <laughs> cheer people up when it's an intermediate and a senior final loss on the same day. It's something we hoped wouldn't happen, but it has. But there's a bigger picture here. We are the Cork, Cork are the minor All-Ireland champions. Cork are the under-16 A All-Ireland champions. And they've reached a senior and an intermediate final. Camogie in this county has never been in a healthier state. Mm. It is gut-wrenching. It's heartbreaking. Yes, to lose two All-Ireland finals. But hopefully in a day or two, people will see the bigger picture and we will be back again. Yeah, that's what Trevor Coleman was just saying in his chat with you there that we just played before you came on air, Char. Um I suppose, look, from a Cork perspective and I suppose the game perspective was the Kilkenny goal just kind of swung things. Cork were two points up at that point and it was kind of a, a weird kind of goal that Kilkenny scored, Ger. Yeah, it was a long ball in and Amy Lee did well to bat it down, but there was nobody on hand to finish the clearance. And just as Cork were trying to get the job done, Sophie Dwyer, who was a substitute that Brian Dowling sprung from the bench, she reacted quickest and in fairness to her, she finished it brilliantly. She absolutely finished it brilliantly. But to be fair to Kilkenny, this is a Kilkenny team that played superbly through. Miriam Walsh at foot forward was excellent. Denise Gall, we spoke to her there as well. She was absolutely brilliant on the 40 and 
their big players came up trumps when things weren't going their way. Claire Feeling at centre back as well, and Grace Welch at the back. They were immense for them all the way through. But let's let's remember and let's give a word to Cork here too, because mm. Libby Coppinger, Hannah Looney, Ashley Thompson, and Fiona Keating on the forty, and Saoirse McCarthy were outstanding, as well as a forward line that included Sarsha McCartan and Amy O'Connor, brilliant as ever from Freeze. They could not have done much more than what they did. They gave it 101%. But this Kilkenny team all year, uh, let's give them some credit, Rory, because they beat the All-Ireland Champions Galway in the semi-final and now they've beaten Cork as well. They fully deserve this because they've earned it the hard way. There's no doubt about it, though, Gerard. As you are mentioning there, Cork will be back next year. It's just going to take them a while to, kind of suppose, lick their wounds and, and come again. It is because, look, oh, I mean, I'm looking at more players now just in tears in front of me. The effort and time and application that this team put in, the whole panel, not just the seniors, but let's mention the intermediates as well, is unbelievable. And we were there last year in that Ireland final, Rory, for the big red bench in Crow Park as well. We were there at the final whistle and on the pitch when they vowed that they'd go back training the following week. They were that determined to rectify the wrongs of the previous year. They did everything but that. They came within a point for the second year in a row. It's going to be very hard right now to think about coming back from it again. But putting it into perspective, Cork, Kilkenny, Galway will be the favourites once again next year. Maybe with Tip, maybe with Waterford as well as outsiders. There's enough talent in this senior team and there's certainly a huge amount of talent coming through from the minors that this Cork team will be contending not just next year but in the next number of years. And that's not trying to make people feel better about Cork, Mogi. That is a fact. And, you know, it's hard when you're trying to do after-match interviews, especially with Matthew Toobie. And let's give him credit, Rory, because he has been brilliant to us here on the Big Red mm-hmm. Bench. Access to players, interviews, the whole lot throughout the year. He's been an absolute breath of fresh air. And I have to mention, because I have the opportunity now as well, Jerry Wallace, Donny Daly and Trevor Coleman as well. They have yeah. been outstanding for, for the Big Red Bench and giving us players an interview time. It's heartbreaking. I can't think of a better word at the moment, looking around me here on the Crow Park pitch, the contrast with the Kilkenny's happiness and the... The absolute heartbreak for Cork, but that's the way sport is. You get to a final, there's only one winner, one loser. But this Cork senior team will be back again. Yeah, and indeed, just to what you said, massive thanks to everyone who gave up their time to, to talk to us in Cork's Red FM, in particular the Women in Sport podcast with Jar every Thursday on redfm.ie. Jar, that's the senior side of things, the intermediate side, um, beaten by Galway today. Um, disappointment, but again, but again, positive signs for Cork and Jar. Very positive signs, Rory. And I suppose the word was the key word from speaking to Trevor afterwards was frustration because that's a game Cork could have won. They know they could have won it. Um, Galway got over the line in the end, and congratulations to them. But Cork, I've seen Cork play much better at intermediate level this year. Um, they bounced back from losing to Derry in the group stages, beat Derry in the semi finals. They were on the up. A really, really solid team and a very, very talented team as well. Let's not forget there's a couple of players there that I think we're going to be seeing in the next couple of years. And even some of the minors, I think, um, that I mentioned earlier on, that Cork minor team, they're going to be coming up through the ranks as well. And hopefully, hopefully the the intermediates will be back because that's a hugely competitive grade. And Cork did exceptionally well, Um, you know, even just to get to a final, even though it won't feel like it now. But Lauren Homan, Hayley Ryan, Joanne Casey, Lauren Callanan, Nia Valeri, like, and Stephanie Bosang, who, sp- who spoke just a goalkeeper as well. They've had a tremendous year. Heartbreak not to get the job done right near the end, absolutely. But outstanding effort all the way through the year from them. And it's important that Cork are doing well at both senior and intermediate mm-hmm. level. I think that's key to mention as well, because um, by doing so, they're encouraging even more players to stay involved in the intercounty scene. And Cork will benefit from that in time to come. Yeah, we'll leave it there. Gerard, thanks so much for joining us today. We'll get a cup of tea by you for a very long day. <laughs> I have we'll talk again soon thank you buddy <laughs> thanks Jarris Jarmack they're the hardest working person in the business talking to us at Croke Park uh, today um, it's look 
massive disappointment uh, for the Rebels today. But as Jor was mentioning, as we heard from Trevor Coleman just a few moments ago, um, it is look. There, there are positives to take. It's just it's it's not going to feel like that. No, it's two defeats in All Ireland final day. Seniors gave it the roll. Uh, the intermediates gave it the roll. Um, that's all they can do but uh, just disappoint and, uh, with the two defeats but look that is sport um, today's game the, the the senior game played and uh, the, the best spirits great respect between the two managers afterwards um, it was fantastic to see and look Cork will be back they will certainly be back this is a very very talented team uh, we've spoken to a lot of them if not all of them I say uh, through the Women's Sport Podcast with Joe McCarthy across the entire year um, it's, it's, it's disappointing but they will be back. We're going to get a reaction from that senior game in just a bit. We heard from Trevor Coleman there, uh, the Cork Intermediate Manager. We're going to go back and hear from more uh, intermediate reaction. Going to hear from Stephanie Bozang, the Cork Intermediate Goalkeeper. I'm here with the Cork Goalkeeper uh, following their Intermediate All-Ireland defeat to Galway. Stephanie Bozang. Stephanie, commiserations. Tough day. Yeah, it was a very tough day in the office today. Um, I think we kind of we left it a bit behind us now. Um, we just kind of we got a few wides, missed our chances, and um, you know, in fairness to Galway, they they really put it up to us and they worked they worked probably a lot harder than us today, and uh, they absolutely deserve the win. Um, so, yeah, I can see how disappointing it is for you at the start of that second half. You had a couple of chances, maybe to draw a level. There was an opportunity for close range free. Just things didn't seem to go your way in the second half. Yeah, like, you know, sometimes I think on other final days I kind of look as with you and um, just today it just didn't, it didn't look like we had much luck and uh, like I suppose we got, like we were very lucky for a semi-final win and uh, unfortunately today that look just didn't rub off again on the final. This is a very, very experienced and a good panel. They've been together quite a long time. Trevor Coleman has gotten you this far. There is enough to come back and have a cut off it again. Um, yeah, there would be. I know there's um, there's some minors coming through. We will be. There is a good few of the girls going away travelling now next year. Um, supposed to be anyway. So we'll see what their plans are in the next few weeks. Um, there's a lot of minors coming through, and do you know there is there is a good talent coming through in Cork. And um, do you know I'm sure the the intermediates will bounce back again next year. So hopefully. Nice. I think it's been a good year for Cork Camogie, even though I might not feel it right now for you particularly, but you got to an All-Ireland final, we've won under-16 and minor, we're in a senior, Cork Camogie's in a good place, but the intermediate side is just as good as those teams, they have the ability to bounce back. Absolutely, yeah, the intermediates will be back again next year, um, I've no doubt about that. Um, again, like you said, it has been a fantastic year for Cork Camogie. Um, like you couldn't, you know, obviously we've lost today, but you know, under-age, under-16's won, the minors won, and hopefully the seniors will, um, will uh, get the win again. Um, you know you can't fall to Cork Mogi's at a very high place and uh, hopefully it'll, uh, it'll keep going into next year and the years after that we really appreciate you talking to the big red bench Stephanie best of luck we'll talk to you again sooner thanks very much sir uh, thank you to Stephanie Bazang there talking to uh, Joe McCarthy um, following uh, today's uh, defeat to Galway going to hear briefly from uh, Galway Intermediate Camogie Manager Colin Murray speaking to Ashton O'Reilly Colin congratulations you said I should go in and take a video of the dressing room is it scenes in there at the minute they're delighted uh, we're delighted, yeah. Look at it as a, as a management, first and foremost, we're delighted as a panel. You know, an awful lot of them are young girls as well in there, but, um, you know, it's, it's brilliant to win a game at Pro Park. And listen, this Intermediates has been, you know, we've been trying since 2019. We were in a, the same dressing room for four years going on at this stage and trying to, um, you know, we're in a really good position at half time and probably didn't kick on and it's me just better. And it's, it's, it's a long journey back to get back here and here. And thank God we're back now and we've won. And, I suppose there's a few girls that are still with us, the likes of Lisa Cass and Tara Rutledge and Kira. I don't know, there's an awful lot that, that aren't, but I'm sure they're delighted that we've got over the line again today. 
Yeah, as a panel, you have a very young group of girls in there too. You have the experience as the likes of Lisa and that too, but really, really young girls who stepped up there today in Crow Park. It was amazing to see. Yeah, it was amazing. Listen, I suppose there's about seven of last year's panel is all that's left. You know, I suppose looking after COVID, everyone wants to travel and, and, and probably not being allowed for a few years. And it's an awful lot of girls just with work commitments or travel, you know, wanted to travel or different things couldn't commit to us this year. So we kind of had a development squad of about 20, 22 players. And the idea was to maybe get four or five of them onto an intermediate team or intermediate panel and it turned out they're all on the panel and majority are on the team. So it's brilliant for them that they've improved massively the last few months. I think that, you know, Molly Dunn and, and Robbie Land deserve massive credit for that on the training ground. And um, listen, it's, it's great for them because they've been super minors with the wind of one Anton on the way up, you know, but they've always been there, thereabouts with the Corks and the Kilkinnies and um, Luke, thank God, is the group that got over the line today. And you knew coming up against a team like Cork, it was going to be a battle today, and that's exactly what it was. Oh, it was, yeah. Look at Cork, are a super team. Um, there was only a puck of a ball in it either way. And um, look at, let's be honest, it could have gone either way. There was a few, you know, they went for a goal from a 21. It looked like we got, we would have got a goal from, from one that the keeper took down. But um, look, it could have gone either way. Once the sending off happened, we, we felt we needed a score. So we kind of pushed on from the sweeper. And as soon as we got that scored in, we went back to the sweeper very fast. But um, listen, it's, it's, it's brilliant. They showed huge character in the last 10 minutes, but they showed huge character all year, and especially in the semi-final against Mead. And um, listen, we're delighted. It was badly wanted for Galway Camogie, I felt, after, you know, we were really disappointed there two weeks ago with the seniors. And um, unfortunately, they got beaten. But listen, we've won a National League now, and we've won an intermediate. So that's going to bring a fresh impetus to next year and a bit of, bit of energy to next year, hopefully. And um, that's what you want. Yeah, you were down to 14 women about 50 minutes gone Katie Manning got a, a second yellow was it a second yellow in your view? Yeah and I was even talking to Gavin about it afterwards you know he just played the rules he had to give it um, we were you know that's the way it goes but um, look at oftentimes when, when you go down to 14 players you know the team that's there just show that character and show that grit and work an awful lot harder and that's what we did and um, look at every time Cork had a chance that we were under pressure we were getting a hook in getting a block in and um, look at unbelievable defending I think just conceding 10 or 11 points in our learning final that shows a really really good defence and um, look we're delighted it's, um, it was important for us to win as I thought and um, look thank God we got over the line and Galway's in a good place you know in Camogie as a whole as you said you lost in the, in the semi-final but just, just barely and you're reigning champions as well so we'll be back again I'm sure next year in the senior and now you've all these intermediate girls that are going to be pushing for places on that senior team too I'm sure yeah, I hope. And listen, it's not as simple as that either. You know, you're not going to go straight from senior or straight from intermediate to senior, senior team. So I think you know, but like the girls, look, I think they'll go here in, in, in probably at half time and, and and they'll see 20 or 30 minutes of the senior game, and that's the level they need to get to now. And it's it's not an, an easy road. It takes an awful lot of hard work, but they don't certainly have the potential. And I think, you know, last time we won the intermediate in, in 2013, you know, the likes of Katrina Cormack and Aoife Dunahoe, players like that, were all playing Arna McGrath. You know, they were all playing intermediate at the time and went on and were brilliant seniors for us. So that's what you want. No, you want these girls to, to keep on over the next two or three years. And we need that in Galway and hopefully it'll happen. It's a great process that the girls have that. You know, some of the younger girls, before making it up to the senior, they have the intermediate so that they can grow and learn and that they're ready then, I suppose, to make the jump up. Yeah, it's brilliant for us in Galway and I'm sure Cork and I'm sure Kilkenny and them, them counties think the same way about it. Um, you know, there's no under 20 for Camogie, so... You know, when you go to under 16 minor, you know, there's nothing only the intermediate. And it's a, but it's a great stepping stone because, you know, one time you'd go for a minor 
straight through to senior. But that, that process is not as easy now because of the strength and condition and the way the training has gone. And there is a gap from minor and a big gap from minor to senior. And intermediate fills it really well. It's getting them used to that physicality and it's getting them used to the, the, the higher pace of the adult game. And um, looking, as I said, there's, there's loads of them that have the potential to go on now. And hopefully they'll kick on. Hopefully they'll work really hard and want to play senior for Galway in the future because they're well able to. And what will happen now in the next few days? You'll be delighted to get back to Galway, I'm sure, for the homecoming. Yeah, I'm delighted to get back to Galway. We're staying in the Boddington tonight now, so it'll be nice that, you know, be, I wouldn't say chilled with them girls now, but it'll be nice to be on our own. It'll be nice to be in a, as a group. There's a lot of the parents staying there as well, which is really nice. And, um, yeah, we'll get back to Galway tomorrow, and hopefully the crowds will come out and support them because they put in a massive effort. And to be honest with you, we, we'll, we'll take stock after that, then they back to the clubs, and we will decide to get a break, to be honest with you. But, um, listen, next, next November, December, you, you're hoping that them girls are, are there, and you can hope that, this, that they've worked hard over a few months and that they're, 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 they want to kick on, they want to play senior. Want to go again? Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> Thanks, Carl. Thanks so much. Congratulations. Thanks. Big Red Ben, John Cork, FM, and that is uh, Cahill Murray there speaking uh, to Ashton O'Reilly following the win over Cork today in the intermediate decider. Um, going to have some reaction from the senior in a bit. Just a disappointing day for Cork, losing both the intermediate and the senior deciders. But as we were talking about with George a few moments ago, uh, the future certainly looking very, very bright indeed for Cork Camogie. We'll have more from Croke Park in just a bit. We're also going to talk athletics on the show tonight. We are going to hear uh, about the Cork City 10 Miler, one of the biggest races on the uh, Cork uh, calendar coming up in a couple of weeks. 1,500 people taking to the streets of Cork um, uh, for a, a cracker of a 10 mile race. Going to talk about that in a bit. And we're also going to hear a little bit from uh, Eric O'Shea on Life in Australia. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm. Delighted you could join us on the Big Red Bench. My name is Rory O'Hagan. I'm here with you until 7pm tonight. And then I hand you over to Max Blackburn for Green on Red. Three hours of the best Irish music coming away from 7 until 10pm. Uh, more Camogie to come in just a little bit. First, though, going to get to the full-time report uh, from the Erling Haaland show with Manchester City. Defeated West Ham today. Guy Swindles. West Ham nil, Manchester City 2 a very comfortable afternoon for City and a worry for West Ham after Erling Haaland on his debut scored both the City goals in the first half winning and then converting a penalty and in the second on the receiving end of a defence splitting pass from Kevin De Bruyne he balanced himself perfectly to sweep the ball left footed past the keeper. He didn't get a chance for a hat-trick because he was substituted late on but City by then knew this match was wrapped up. The Perfect start in the defence of the title. West Ham, well, a few questions were asked by this one. West Ham nil, Manchester City 2. Cracking, cracking second goal there from Erling Haaland. Beautiful ball played in by Kevin De Bruyne in behind the West Ham defence. Such a cool and calm finish from Erling Haaland. He looks like he is going to be the signing of the season uh, bold statement there from the Hagen I know but geez, he looked amazing today looked absolutely brilliant and a fantastic finish there as well alright reaction uh, from the senior decider now uh, Cork uh, losing out to Kilkenny in Croke Park uh, reaction come from the Kilkenny camp in a bit first though during conversation with uh, Cork senior boss Matthew Toomey Matthew Toomey first of all obvious utter disappointment and heartbreak at losing an All-Ireland final for the second year in a row by a point but this team will bounce back, you will bounce back. I know it doesn't seem like it now, but you must be proud of the players' efforts. Oh, come here, those players, what they've done for us for the last nine, ten months has just been incredible. Like, and, you know, it's first credit to them, to their clubs, their families, the whole lot. Like, you know, obviously we're disappointed today. Like, we're after losing again by a point. 
um, we put ourselves in a great position to win the game. You know, but look, credit goes to Kilkenny. Look, you know, they 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 did a bit more experience than us, I suppose, at the end. I don't know what, but it was, you know, the goal and a bit of luck as well. And not fair play to them. We go and lick our wounds, but that they'll be back. That team is that is too much class. We've a lot of young ones coming through as well. Like, you know, just we learn from this again, like us. Yeah. So I mean, they come back. Let's put things in perspective. I know it's difficult right now in the Crow Park pitch. We are the minor All Ireland champions. We're the under 16 All Ireland champions, and we've been to an intermediate and senior All Ireland final. The the, the the foundations are there, but it's just going that extra step. Just the extra step is right, Charles. It's disappointing for Trevor and the lads as well today, and obviously us now again, like you know. But you know, first we have a massive crowd here, great support, like and you know, you have to kind of look back in these days as well and learn from it, and you know, we have to do that, and we will do that. Just learn from it and see where we go. Just finally, a word for your management team because the players you've spoken about at length, but your management team have put in some effort. Ah, absolutely unbelievable, like and it's massive credit to them, like they're giving up their time voluntary there, you know. For, again, for the last ten months, they've been unbelievable and great support. Uh, like I, 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 you know, I just put out the, the, the front of it as well, which I don't wouldn't be comfortable with. But they've been massive support and you know, like great credit to them and you know, on the county board, everybody. Like, you know, like it's been a massive effort. We got the three finals. Unfortunately, we lost two, but that's that sport. Listen, thanks for all your help. We'll be back and you will too. Thanks a million. Thanks, John. That's Matthew Tuning there in conversation with Jar and thanks to Matthew for his time all over the year. He's uh, been in. Uh, on George podcast, uh, the women's sport podcast, FM.ie quite often uh, over the last while, and he's also been very, very helpful. And it's just disappointing. Of Cork I couldn't get over the line today, but the feat for the Rose one thirteen to one twelve was how it finished. Denise Gall's injury time free, winning it uh, for Kenny. And we'll hear from Denise now in conversation with her. I'm here with Kenny's Denise Gall, who just won an All Ireland senior title. How does that sound? Ah, unreal. Yeah. Oh, geez, I don't know. Just absolutely bad. But no, she's looks. Uh, just helped me from Kilkenny today and um, just absolutely buzzing for everyone here. How oh, hard a challenge at Cork put it up to you right up to the final whistle. Ah, Jesus, unreal, sure. Look, it's always the same. I thought for a minute there we were going to have another, it was going to swing the other way like it was like it did before. But look, we just gritted it out there. But fair play to Cork. I mean, they're a serious team and look, they'll be back, no doubt about that. <laughs> You've had a lot of near misses out your ears, but this is a special. This big two for the management team and for the whole county. Yeah, absolutely. Look, there's a fresh group of players there who haven't experienced those losses and this will just drive them on. Like, you know, there's a few of us there for a while and like that freshness just makes us forget about the past and look, we're just happy to come up and try and hurl our boots off today and I think that's what we did. Denise, congratulations and thanks for talking to us. Very well done. Thank you. They certainly had to hurl their boots off today and uh, to beat that Cork team and they did. That's Denise Gall, the match winner for the Rebels today. Ice in her veins standing over that free uh, on 45 uh, in injury time into Hill 16. Um, puts it over the bar. Kilkenny win and uh, they defend, they defend, they defend and they keep Cork out. Ashton Thompson takes it upon herself to take the last shot of the game. I'm showing real leadership qualities. Uh, there was Ashton Thompson. That shot narrowly, narrowly going wide. Uh, so it is Kilkenny who are the All Ireland champions, but Cork uh, certainly can hold their heads up high. Going to hear from uh, Brian Dowling, the Kilkenny manager. Uh, I'm here with the victorious Kilkenny manager, Brian Dowling. First of all, congratulations on winning an All Ireland for you and for this team, considering how close you've been in between 2020 and now. How important was it to get this win today, Brian? Oh, look, it's unbelievable, I suppose. Cork are feeling the heartbreak today. A lot of these girls in East Gaul, Mary and Welsh, Katie Power, they've had so much heartbreak on the pitch, you know. I think Katie lost three All-Ireland finals in a row. 
she missed 2020 she's lost three county finals in a row at her club so played for nice KG power and I know the, the Cork girls are hurting but they're brilliant girls and I know they'll be back again you got off to a brilliant start you had Cork scores for 14 minutes you could have been further ahead when they came back at you did you know this team had it in the tank to go again oh yeah definitely did um, look we were starting off really well but it was disappointing at the same time because I thought we were on top and we were six points up and so wasn't Katrina Mackey I think got, no, it was, uh, we got the goal again uh, Fiona Keaton, sorry, Fiona Keaton got the goal, and you know that really drove Cork on. And look, Cork went ahead then in the second half. And look, it was it was point for point. It probably looked like it was heading for extra time there, but look, we found a way. Probably hadn't had much luck on or off the field this year, early on in the year. And we said it to the girls, look, our luck is bound to change. If we stay going, if we stay plugging away, you might get that luck somewhere. And look, we got it today. Hearty congratulations, fully deserved, and well done, Brian. All right, thanks, sir. All right, thanks, thanks buddy. That's Brian Dowling there speaking to Ger Mac. I'm uh, going to hear from uh, some more uh, Kilkenny players. Let's hear from uh, Kate Nolan. Uh, I'm here with Kilkenny's Kate Nolan, who is an All Ireland champion. Great celebrations going around you. It's a lovely moment for you and for the county, and considering how close you've been the last few years, a big moment for you too. Yeah, huge moment. Look, for any time you play Cork or Galway, there's never anything in it. This one's probably a bit more special because in 2020 we didn't have our families and friends with us and I thought that was the best day of my life but now this year is like having them there is, is that bit more special as well so yeah it's very magic yeah. Talk to me about Cork and the battle they put up. Yeah Cork, Cork always bring a battle so they do like we started well usually we probably don't start well so we did start well and we, we they got probably improved as it was going on and we slackened off um, but I think we showed character the way we, we fought it out to the very end yeah. Congratulations and well done, Kate. Thanks very much. Thank you. All right, one more from the Cats. Uh, let's hear from Claire Phelan. I'm here with Claire Phelan of Kilkenny, who's just won Senior All-Ireland title. How does that feel? It's hard to describe. Um, it's a moment I want to enjoy now. I've been here in bad days enough, so it's just absolutely amazing. I'm so happy. The Kilkenny crowd that here is unbelievable. And to have our family and friends here, it just, it's just absolutely amazing. A word for Cork because they really put it up to you. Oh, look, sure, we know every time we come up against Cork, you know what you're going to get. They're an unbelievable team. There's never anything between us. It doesn't matter if they go down like they did, six points, they're right back at us and they're an absolutely outstanding team. I've no doubt they're going to be back again next year, ready to go. And just finally, because I know you want to go celebrating, what does this mean for this group of players? Oh, uh, look, we've... We've had a lot of different blows this year. Two Doyles up there lifting the trophy. They've had a tough time. Tommy and Brian losing members of their family, but it just, it means everything. We've put the hard work in and we're just delighted to have got the Duffy Cup back. Congratulations and well done. Thank you. That's Claire Feeling there. Congratulations to Kilkenny. Commiserations to the Rebels, but the recurring theme from my chat with George, our chat with players and management. Um, Cork will be back they'll be back next year and uh, yeah they'll be coming for Kilkenny next year but uh, just a disappointing day defeat for the seniors defeat for the intermediates uh, not our day in Croke Park but my thanks indeed to Jeremy McCarthy for reporting uh, uh, in Croke Park uh, across the afternoon for Cork's Red FM uh, two defeats for Cork but look we'll be back we'll certainly certainly be back we're going to talk athletics now, one of the biggest races uh, on the Cork calendar, the John Buckley Sport uh, Cork City 10 Miner taking place on Saturday week, hosted by St. Finbar's AC, the race starting on Centre Park Road. Uh, taking the Marina, Black Rock Village, nearly reopened railway line as well, fantastic to have uh, the railway line, or the Greenway, as it's now being known, but we all call it the, the old line before uh, finishing on Monaghan Road. So it's going to be a big race expo on the day. 
at Marina Market. 1,500 runners going to be uh, participating in this one, uh, including uh, yours truly. I wouldn't say I'd be running on more like a walking pace, um, but just a running motion. So you'll see me doing that uh, in uh, around Blackrock uh, in a couple of weeks' time. But uh, some top-notch athletes will be in the field. Among them, the Olympian, Lizzie Lee, good friend of the show. And a recent Cork City Marathon winner. Um, so Lizzie will be uh, in the field uh, on the day. So uh, it's going to be a cracking, cracking event. Uh, so uh, going to hear now from Akeen McParland of St. Fimbers AC. He's one of the organisers of the event. And I've been speaking to him. All right, we are two weeks out now from the uh, John Buckley Sports Cork City 10 miler, which is happening on Saturday, the 20th of August. For more on it, uh, I'm joined now by uh, Kean McParlin. Kean, thanks very much for joining us on the Big Red Bench today. Hi, Rory. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. All right, Saturday, the 20th of August is the date. It's uh, one of the biggest uh, races in Cork. 1,500 people will be running uh, around Cork City and Blackrock uh, on the day. First off, Keen, can you tell us, I suppose, how much organisation goes into this uh, every year? Well, this is, a, this is an annual event. We're actually we're back after a two-year hiatus due to COVID. Um, and it's probably the only 10-miler in Cork City itself so it's a really unique event in that way um the preparations are quite extensive um but we've we've a great race director there pj pj walsh and he kind of steers us all in the right direction so um in fairness he puts the bulk of the work in um but it does require a lot of time um volunteers from the club but again we're all in it to help each other you know and it's it's really for the running community in cork and the extended running community families and friends you know to come down and have a good evening out and you know, it's, it's a real event rather than just a road race. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. It's uh, around a fantastic course as well, around the city in Black Rock. That's right, yeah. So our start and finishing points this year will be outside the Marina Market, which is our new race HQ, which we're really excited about. Um, and it's actually the last race in what's called the Kia Race Series. So that's a series of five or six races around Ireland, and we are the last race. So there'll be um, overall prizes for the Kia series, which Kia are generously sponsoring. Um, and they're also sponsoring the course record if that's broken. So um, it's really going to be not only a single race event, but the end of a series. So an exciting climax, actually. Um, one of our own is actually in, in the in the running for, or not one of our own, one of our own Cork runners is in the running for the female prize, Lizzie Lee. I'm sure you've heard of her. So it should be a fair, it should be a fairly exciting um, last race, you know, and end to the series as well. So um, the course, yeah, is... Um, is starting outside the marina market we take a loop parky Queef, so all the through the new park there which is which is great and then down the um the marina and down onto the railway line and all the way around and back up um down uh, center park road again and finishing right outside the marina market where as you know yourself on a saturday evening there'll be a couple of thousand people anyway so this this will re- really be a great buzz around the place so we're really looking forward to it yeah and it's a grand flat course as well so it's uh, ideal for uh, a pb Oh, it is definitely, yeah. So if you're looking for a PB, it's, it's, it's probably one of the best ones. There's one real small pull up Churchill there out of Blackrock Village, but other than that, it's, it's really flat. And the new surface on the on the railway line is going to be excellent as well for, for any runners to make up a few seconds. So it's a PB course, as you said, yeah. Yeah, as I mentioned, uh, 1,500 runners will be running on the day. You're uh, close to capacity at this point, I'd imagine, Kian. We are, yeah. We're, we're over the fourteen hundred. So, so anybody interested, I, I'd urge them to get their entry in uh, as soon as possible because uh, we'll probably be closing at the fifteen hundred. I'd imagine. Um, 
So it's, uh, yeah, it's great to have a full, especially after, you know, two years of COVID and, and races are slow to come back. And, and the, the, or the, I suppose the interest in this race is fantastic. And, and as a club and as, I suppose, a club in Cork, we're delighted to see that, that the support is there for it after uh, uh, an interlude, you know. Yeah, I've noticed that myself. I've been back at races, that people are buzzing having races back. It was quite a, a tough two years, I suppose, when uh, people had that taken from them. Yeah, it was very difficult, you know, and people who kind of trained by themselves and, and like the, the social aspect of it was gone. And, you know, we felt it ourselves in the club and I show all clubs across Cork um, felt it as well. So, I mean, this is um, kind of like opening up the doors again. And it's, as I said, we're really looking forward to the to the buzz. And uh, again, that we change race HQ to Marina Market. We're expecting a lot of people around and there really be, will be a great buzz on the day. And, uh, you know, hopefully it's it's the start of, of running going back around Cork, you know, and uh, and events coming back. And it's for a good cause as well, because you have a charity partner involved with the race as well, Kian. We do, yeah. We're delighted this year as uh, the Simon community um, we've teamed up with this year and uh, we actually included in the race entry a voluntary don- uh, donation as well and we've, we've, we've made a, a, you know over a thousand euro already. So people have been very generous so far and uh, we're hoping Simon will be with us on the day as well with collection boxes. So we'd ask that if anybody has some spare change, you know, that they support them on the day, that would be great. And uh, we're also delighted that we've given f- uh, 15 free entries to our, our friends and sanctuary runners. So, um, just uh, with Cork City Marathon also doing that you know we're delighted to be able to give them some places as well and it's not just the race as well Keen. you have uh, the expo happening on the day as well which uh, promises to be very exciting yeah this is this is a new a new idea we came up with um, we said we may as well take advantage of the space in, in the marina market to have a kind of expo similar to what you see at Cork City Marathon so we have 11 businesses lined up for the expo which is going to prove very exciting um, anything from uh, John Buckley Sports, who are our main sponsor, as it's a John Buckley 10-mile road race. Um, we have um, Display Kings, who uh, make up hangers for medals. They're coming down to us. Uh, we have a couple of small businesses as well, which is great. Uh, the likes of GG's Energy Gym and Glenmire, they're going to be with us. And uh, we have a, a small business called uh, Gym Bits, which do um, resistance bands and, and diaries. So we're really catering for, for kind of all small and big businesses. So uh, that's going to kick off at 12 o'clock. Uh, midday and it's going to run right up to the start of the race and um, there may be one or two um, businesses that will hang on as well for the prize giving at seven o'clock so uh, yeah we're really looking forward to, the, to that type of business and we'd like you know anybody that's interested even if they're not running they might come in and browse through the business and support our vendors you know which should be great yeah. it's not still too late if any other business wants to get involved keen is it no, no, they can they can uh, they can make contact with me I've, uh, if they want to email me at keyandmack c i n m a c k at email dot com, and uh, we might squeeze one or two more in. Uh, the more the merrier. As you mentioned, Keen, uh, Lizzie Lee among the athletes running, and I imagine uh, a number of other high level uh, athletes will be uh, running on the day. Yeah, we're just waiting on confirmation of names, but um, um, we have uh, potentially a few a few um, high level athletes from around the country going to going to take part as well, which which will be very exciting. And and the race actually is going to double up as the Cork uh, County Championships as well, so that adds another element of uh, I suppose competitiveness and excitement. So 
Um, as I said, it's it's we're expecting a big crowd, um, and there, hopefully it'll be a big buzz. You know, as I said, there's key prizes of 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 for grab series. There's the actual race itself, and then there's the car county. So there's a chance for everybody, really. Well, maybe not me, but uh, <laughs> any elite athletes, I suppose. You know, and um, while I'm on there, I just um um Rory, I just like to um acknowledge our main sponsor, John Buckley Sports. They've been with us every year now, and you know, especially after a hiatus to come back after two years, and they've been very generous again this year. So just like to thank John and the staff up there for uh, supporting us once again. All right, the uh, John Buckley Sports 10 Miler taking place on the 20th of August. More information, CorkCity10Miler.com. After now, Kian, thanks for joining us on the Big Red Bench. Thanks, Rory. Much appreciated. Yeah, it's Kian McParron there, uh, one of the organisers of the Cork City 10 Miler happening on uh, Saturday week and the Expo happening as well. I actually can't wait for that race. Um, Lizzie Lee running, our friend, uh, Olympian uh, hero um, and uh, one of the best athletes in the country will be running. I always uh, like to say that uh, I raced an Olympian whenever uh, Lizzie is in the field. She'll finish an hour before me, but I'll still have raced an Olympian that day. Um, I'll probably finish in the bottom 100, but I don't care. I'll be out, I'll have finished the race, hopefully anyway. Struggling with injuries uh, a little bit, trying to train for the Dublin Marathon, but uh, it's going to be a cracking race. 1500 people running around uh, Cork and around Black Rock and up the line as well. It's going to be a cracking day. Uh, Cork City 10 miler.com um, if you want to get more information on that. But yeah, it should be an absolutely uh, cracking, cracking race. And so many races around uh, the city and county as well. Uh, very, very busy time for athletics. As Keen was mentioning, the last two years almost kind of written off because of COVID, and it's been great to see races back, and there have been a lot of races this year. Uh, and the atmosphere is just absolutely unbeatable. Um, beforehand on the start line, at the finish line, and, um, and uh, the cup of tea and the sandwiches after some of the races have some unbelievable, unbelievable spreads. Some be- unbelievable. Wing. Off the top of my head, probably the best so far this year after their 5K. And that's what it's all about, guys. Not the running. It's about the tea, the cakes, and the sandwiches after. Because if there was no tea and cakes and sandwiches, I would not be running whatsoever. We're going to come back to Croke Park. Uh, going to get uh, some more Cork reaction. This is Laura Tracy. She's been in conversation with uh, Ashton O'Reilly following the loss to Kilkenny. Laura, thanks for your time. I know it's not easy at this moment in time. Um, what a game out there. One point in the end, but it was a, a serious game of Camogie. Yeah, look, um, it's all a bit of a blur, I guess, at the moment, but um, we can only hold our he- heads up high. I guess we gave a absolute performance and girls left everything on the field out there and it was just the luck of uh, one little bounce of a ball at the end of the day that uh, got Kilkenny over the line but fair play to Kilkenny I don't think you can ever be beating them by enough be it hurling or uh, Camogie so um, no they're deserving winners they they kept chasing the game and um, yeah it's, it's hard to be here standing talking to you after losing that game Absolutely and I do appreciate your time what character are you shown in that first half especially when you're six points down and you brought it back level going into the break Yeah look I guess I don't know why. Um, I felt like girls were going really well in training and we, we started really, really slow. Um, girls were a little bit jittery and stuff and maybe it was the occasion. Um, but like you can't leave Kilkenny go that far ahead. Uh, but absolutely, girls started to dug de- uh, dig deep and um, they, they got themselves into the game. Um, we, we started to win our own ball, 50-50 balls, and we started to get scores. And we were lucky, I guess, not to go in maybe a point or two up at half time. Um, but, but look, uh, we were happy to be going in I guess um, level at half time we were trying to push it on for the second half 
and what was said at halftime by Matthew and, and Davey? I feel like the dressing room was quite relaxed. You know, we'd all kind of settled into the game. It probably took us 20, 21, 22 minutes um, to get our first score. But um, I felt like we were quite settled um, at halftime. They didn't really say too much, you know, just to stick with the game plan, keep using our legs, keep running with the ball, and, and hopefully then we get the breaks. But unfortunately, Kilkenny got one or two lucky breaks today, I guess, and they ended up coming out with, uh, with the win today. Yeah, it was really end-to-end stuff. You'd get a score, they'd get a score. I kept going tit-for-tat the, the whole way through. What was it like out there in that heat as well? Yeah, it was really, really tough. Um, I feel like the semi-final probably uh, gave us a little taster of how really hot it was going to be out there. So maybe today wasn't as big a shock to the system. But I guess when you're focused on the game, you don't even notice that type of heat and stuff. Um, but no, it, w- it was a phenomenal game to be involved in. And the pace was really, really quick. Um, we were kind of gasping for water once or twice, obviously shouting to the line for that but um, no it was a great spectacle for Camogie but unfortunately when you're the loser it doesn't really matter what kind of a spectacle it really was. And how enjoyable has it been um, playing for Cork obviously you have Davy in there, Matthew in there you know there's been a real buzz about this Cork team and the intermediates as well in the final you know Cork's in a good place. Absolutely um, the under 16s and minors both have all Ireland so um, the future is looking bright for Cork there's very young girls outside there on the pitch this is my 11th season so I guess I'm not considered one of the young ones anymore but um, those young girls they have so 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 much more to give to this team and obviously there'll be new fresh blood coming in from the minor group hopefully and stuff so no Cork Camogie Wise is in a really good place but obviously coming home without any silverware again this year is, is a really tough one to take the big red bench on Cork Red FM and that is Laura Tracy speaking after the defeat uh, to Kilkenny in today's All-Ireland uh, final commiserations uh, to the, the Rebels uh, they gave it their all their absolute all in Croke Park this afternoon the second half was absolutely thrilling stuff thrilling stuff um, edge your seat stuff on your feet stuff um, and it's just the, the end of it just Kilkenny just smothering it out and just getting that win by a uh, single point 113 to 112 uh, thanks to Denise Gall's late late free so uh, thank you very much indeed uh, to everyone uh, from the core team for talking to us not just today but across the course of the year and being so helpful and of course uh, for more uh, the Women's Sport podcast will be available on uh, redfm.ie on Thursday afternoon at noon with more on uh, that game we are going to we are hoping to play you a little bit of uh, Erica O'Shea um, she is down under uh, swapped codes uh, is now uh, lining out uh, in the AFLW but uh, we're going to run out of time for that so we won't have a chance to play Erica unfortunately on this evening's show but you can get that on the Women's Sport Podcast on redfm.ie or from wherever you get your podcast just search for the Big Red Bench Podcast and it will be there we'll play a little bit of that next weekend instead just before we wrap up I'm just going to go back a few days and uh, the Cork uh, ladies winning the All-Ireland Minor A Football Championship as they beat Galway 116-218 Abigail Ring with LA goal there to help the Rebels uh, retain their trophy I'm going to hear briefly from uh, Joe Carroll their manager speaking to Joe I'm here with the victorious Cork manager Joe Carroll who's just won the Minor A All-Ireland title having beaten Galway in a Titanic battle congratulations to you Joe that was hard earned Oh, that was hard earned, but sure, I suppose when we coming up, we knew that was going to be hard earned, and I told the girls, but I think we produced our best wine for last, because if we hadn't, Galway would definitely have beaten us. Hit the crossbar twice in the first half, could have been further ahead, kicked a couple of ways, were you getting worried when they got the deficit back to one? 
Yeah, but we still held it to the couple of points and even though they got the goal, we responded very well. We got a couple of great scores after it and even though we missed the penalty at the end, I think we were we finished by far the better team in the end, you know. Talk to me about your management team and this set of players. How special are they? Asher, they're fantastic, every one of them. Like, you start with Barbara Nicovard. Has never been in a losing All-Ireland winning setup yet. Some achievement since she started. Ty Buckley, Billy Toomey, Sinead McGoldrick, uh, Anne Welsh, and and missing Lisa Crowley, our goalkeeping coach, and Sarah Murphy came in during the year to help us out one night as well. They were excellent all through the year. Congratulations to everybody in the big red bench and well done, buddy. Perfect. Thanks, Joe. That's Joe Carroll there speaking to Joe. And very briefly, going to hear from uh, the captain, Evie Toomey. I am here with the Cork captain, Evie Toomey, following the minor A All-Ireland final victory over Galway. First of all, Evie, congratulations. But my God, that was some battle. Thank you very much. It's so surreal. It's the best feeling ever. How good were that Galway team? Oh, they're, it was so tight until the very end. Thank God Abigail Ring got that last goal for us. Um, all the way through, there was very little in it. Like He hit the crossbar twice in the first half. Then they got it back to a point where you get worried at that stage or did you have confidence in the team? I definitely had confidence in the team, but obviously you, you get worried every now and again. But I had faith in general. This squad, this band have been together a long time and a lot of that is down to Joe Carroll and the management team. How important have they been to you this year? They are just amazing. They all bring something to the panel themselves. Um, I'm definitely going to miss them all so much. It's a fantastic group of players and it was a real bond as well in this group and you needed it because you need that to win in All-Ireland. Yeah, we've been together for so long and everyone's bonded so well, especially throughout the years and through GAA. It's great. Um, back to the club action, but before that, a few celebrations, I would imagine. Oh, definitely. I cannot wait. I've been waiting for this. It's lovely for Cork because we've come close in All-Ireland Finals this year, different grades, but it's great to get a trophy and bring it back. You must be very proud for your family and for your club. Oh, I'm so excited. It's the best feeling ever. For everybody in the big red benches, congratulations and well done. Thank you very much. And congratulations to that Cork uh, minor team winning the All Ireland final on Wednesday. Nice to end the show on a positive note after a disappointing day for Cork in Croke Park, but the Rebels will be back. That's it from us for our show tonight. Thank you very much indeed for tuning in to the Big Red Bench. If you missed any of it, our podcast will be on redfm.ie or search for Big Red Bench uh, from your podcast provider. We're back next Saturday and Sunday. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday evening. No better way to wind it in than listening to Green on Red with Mags Blackburn for the next three hours. Enjoy the rest of your evening, folks. We'll talk to you next week. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Cork's Red FM.